Good morning, buddy. Hey, it is Monday, July 17th. Hard to believe we're halfway through this month, basically, already. Uh, hey, hope you all had a great weekend. And as we head into this week, we have more banks reporting um, tomorrow morning before the market. Today is kind of a slow day. Uh, we'll uh, talk about some other things that are happening and look at the week ahead when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that in the world we live, there are so many things that we just have no control over. However, you have some control in your retirement portfolios. A couple of things you need to know is how much risk do you have and how much risk should you have based on how close you are to retirement? Hey, give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis, because here's what we find. 60% of the folks have too much risk, 30% of the people don't have enough risk, and 10% are just right. Folks, the likelihood you're in that 10% is pretty slim, but it'd be nice to know if you were, right? Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Highlands Light FM, aha, aha, or Eureka, or howdy, or what the heck's going on with your money? All kind of meet about the same thing, don't they? This time every morning we check in to see how your IRA and 401k are doing on Wall Street with the help of our friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the phone. Philip, good morning. I hope you had a good weekend. Good morning, Dave. Hey, I did. It was uh, good. And um, back to it this week. And, you know, it's hard to believe when I'm looking at days are just flying by. You know, we're over halfway through the month of July already. You know, you keep reminding me of junk like that, and I always want to hang up on you. <laughs> it's, it is going fast. You're absolutely right. We're up to the 17th. Last week was not a bad week. We closed out Friday with kind of a, a mixed bag. The Dow was up by a third of a percent, but both the Standard & Poor's and NASDAQ dropped a little bit across the week. I mean, the NASDAQ was up more than 3.3% last week, and both the Dow and the S&P ended up the week up a full 2% plus on the week. I got to call that a win compared to uh, how weird the economy and the projections for it are. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the first, uh, you know, for, for that week, the second week of the quarter. I mean, I think those numbers are really good. The question will always be, can we continue that? Um, you know, looking today, there's really no earnings hitting until after the market. Um, but but we're still seeing a lot of downgrades coming, um, especially kind of in the retail sector. So I think tomorrow when we get the retail number, that's going to be intriguing. It's going to be a busy week as far as releases that could move the market. And you mentioned retail sales being one of the things coming out. We were talking before we went on the air that we kind of got a mixed bag. I noticed my futures, one of the indexes just turned slightly green. But I was guessing a profit-taking day this morning on the on the futures. But uh, your word is that uh, China kind of had a data dump over the weekend that had absolutely no good news in it, did it? Well, it didn't. I mean, maybe a little bit here and there, but not not for the majority part of it. I mean, their GDP for the second quarter came in at 6.3%. They were expected to be over 7 at 7.1. So they call that a significant mess. Um, also, when it comes to retail sales, uh, they missed and it slowed from the prior month. Um, a little bit of maybe Good news was their industrial output rose um, more than expected. 
so that was a little bit of good news there. I, I see that their youth, China's youth unemployment hit a new record uh, in the second quarter. Uh, so that's uh, a bit of, a, of an issue for them as an increase in, in unemployment. So that all gives us some rise to what's happening. Um, you know, the, some people are saying that's why oil prices are starting to drop a little bit. And we're seeing mm-hmm. a little plus on those today. Um, and it could be bleeding over to us. Um, their, their exports also declined, which means that us in the world aren't buying as much China products, which that could be a big problem for them. Absolutely. And, and we talk about who cares about China. Well, dock on it all. We have to, because whether we like it or not, it's, a, it's an interlinked global economy. And if China ends up tanking, and we always snarkily say whenever we get the numbers from the Chinese, if they say they're, they're only a 6% growth rate, you know that that's doctored by the government one way or the other and it will look better. So that probably means they were only growing at like 4%, which would be a dream come true for us. But, I mean, what was it two years ago? China was disappointed when they were only growing at 10% per year. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the things that, that I mean gives me a little optimism, right, is if – um, we see output from them, the exports declining from them, then then maybe, just maybe, we'll see some pricing pressure over there, which would help us in the United States as well as the world lower our inflationary numbers as those prices come down. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to see that, and we had some inklings on that last week when we got the import price thing. And in terms of import prices, they actually declined a little bit last month. So with some difficulty in the Chinese economy, there might be an impetus to do that a couple of months in a row. And as you say, with all the junk that we import from the, uh, from the Far East, uh, it let, that helps our inflation rate when the junk we buy from, out, from, you know, from, the, uh, from the Asian rim suddenly gets a little bit cheaper. Wouldn't That's hurt right. a bit, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, it would not hurt at all. As far as our stuff is concerned, Monday is a usually quiet day, even with the onslaught of uh, of earnings season upon us. None of the companies report early this morning before the market opens. Uh, the only data dump thing we've got is uh, one of those minor indexes that carries more weight when we're a little herky-jerky than it would otherwise, and that's the Empire State Manufacturing Index. Uh, It was expected to go negative last month. They were expecting it to go down to a minus 3.4. It actually did go down, but it stayed positive to a positive 1.1, and that still shows at the very least some growth in the New York sector from a manufacturing standpoint, which kind of sort of what we like slow growth that'll shut the fed up as far as an into as far as temptation to raise interest rates any more aggressively than they're already tempted to yeah and that is you're right that is slow growth because that's down from the 6.6 number it was in june so you, you gotta like that it is positive and it is slowing down um and hopefully it makes the fed a little happier and and maybe kick that interest rate hike down the road a little bit yeah, I'll take slow growth. I want growth, but I want it slow just for the sake of keeping the Fed happy because they sounded off of those minutes that they released last week from the last meeting. We got some trigger-happy Fed governors on the board this term. Uh, overall, uh, we don't have much as far as earnings are concerned. We obviously had some bank earnings last week that turned into kind of a mixed bag. found an analyst that was writing a column saying that he expects the stock market, I like this term, fat and flat this year. And uh, that kind of balances it because it looks like we're starting to get toward a soft landing, which everybody would like to see in terms of economic crashes. But 
They're also expecting profits and uh, earnings to be down by like 7% year over year across the Standard & Poor's 500. So there's not going to be a lot of reason to move prices up that much on Wall Street. We stayed at this level for the rest of the year. I don't think we'd have too much to complain about, would you? No, because like you keep hitting on a lot of times, the price-earnings ratio is already, uh, based on the new earnings coming out, is, is pretty high. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and so if it goes much higher, that, that could cause some, you know, bubbles maybe. Uh, and we don't want that to happen either. So, you know, if we can kind of stay where we are, um, that might be a, a, a good way to end the year, which is still six months away, right? Yeah, with my former broker, I used to I used to have kind of standing instruction. I wanted to call when the Standard & Poor's 500 P.E. ratio got over 20, because at that point in time, I wanted to move a little bit more into another investment instrument. Well, I checked it, and it was 21.6 on the Dow price-earnings ratio, and that's way over where it usually is as well. So it's not scary high, not as high as I was afraid it was. I did my homework over the weekend. But at the very least, it's outside of its normal range by a pretty wide margin, which means unless we start seeing some absolute earnings growth, there's kind of a top end for how far the stocks can go because multiples can only go so far before even a good company becomes a bad bargain on a, on a price basis. That's right. So, you know, it may be a, a case for dividends this year as well. So, but who knows? We uh, still got we still got six and a half months to go or five and a half months to go. Absolutely. Uh, Stuff coming up. You mentioned retail sales tomorrow. We're going to get building permits in on, uh, let's see, Wednesday. We're going to get housing starts on Wednesday. And then, of course, the usual flood of jobless claims and existing home sales on Thursday. We do have a fairly active week, in addition to the fact that we got a whole pile of household names going to be reporting for us. Anything that you see that could move us more than the others that's on the hopper for this week? I think just earnings as a whole could be a, a big deal. I mean, you got like Bank of America coming out. Um, you've got, um, I was trying to see who else we really had coming out tomorrow, which could be good. Hasbro comes out after the market tomorrow, Interactive Brokers. J.B. Hunt comes out after the market tomorrow, but that could be a, a, a market mover based on how they do. Uh, Lockheed Martin. Uh, so Morgan Stanley. So we do have some big names coming out tomorrow. Oh yeah, and uh, and they're in industries that are important. And and on Wednesday we start getting some of the uh, some of the cachet stocks that everybody watches, even though they're they're subsectors that don't really move the market that much. Netflix and Tesla are both due to report out on Wednesday, and Tesla put out that new cyber truck over the weekend. So everybody's going to be seeing whether or not they're actually moving any product to go along with their innovation. So a lot of names that people watch that really don't have the right to move the market as much as they tend to coming out midweek. That's right. And then you talk about Tesla's new truck. I just saw across my uh, little ticker here, Ford and their uh, electric F-150 dropped the price on average of $10,000. I, something I've said, I, I mean, I believe in electric vehicles. I just believe that they're not there yet, for the very least for my purposes. And evidently, the world is kind of agreeing. They aren't moving as fast as expected, are they? No, they're, they're really not. Absolutely. Putting the ribbons on it and resetting the table. Friday was a mixed bag. We had a fractional loss on the S&P and the NASDAQ. Dow eked out a 113-point gain, so it wasn't at altogether a bad day. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Dave, the only thing that's green on my board right now is U.S. soybeans. So take that for a <laughs> right? Well, uh, I, I was into ag commodities for a while. That's good news. 
So we got the Dow down uh, about at three tenths. The S and P 500 is down between a tenth and two tenths. Nasdaq 100 is basically even right now, and the Russell 2000 is down about two tenths. So everything is uh, solidly in the red. On the other side, we've got silver down uh, 1%, back down below 25 at $24.93 an ounce. And we got gold uh, down about six tenths at 1953 cents an ounce. Crude oil heading the way we like it to go, down almost one and a half percent this morning, $74.27 a barrel right now, which is still too high. Yeah, yeah, too high, but at least in the right direction. Kind of interesting, looking at the Asian rim, we were talking about China. But I was saying last week when we saw some cracks in the Chinese armor that maybe it'll keep them too busy to mess with Taiwan trying to fix their own economy. Maybe the Asian rim markets agree. They were down, except the Taiwanese and the Hong Kong exchange. They were moderately up at the close this morning at 6 a.m. Maybe they're looking at it as relief as well. European markets are down, but fractionally across the board halfway through their trading day. Getting advice as to how plan retirement starts a lot earlier than five or ten years before you retire, Philip. If you're in your 40s, people ought to be talking to you. How do I find you to get that appointment and make retirement happen? Yes, yeah, exactly why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me back together again tomorrow morning, same time on light. Philip, thank you. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.